Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Deb. Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm good. Good. So what have you been doing with all of your time during quarantine? I have been doing all kinds of interesting things. I, I, I normally don't have time to do anything, I feel. I mean, my job in general is a creative job. And, you know, because teaching can be creative in, in a certain sense. But when it's your job, Sometimes that doesn't necessarily feel like a creative outlet. Right. And then I sing, and I sing in bands and different things, and so that, but it's still my job. Right. Even though it's a creative job, and I'm up there singing and, I guess, being creative, it's still a job. Right. I have to show up. I have to be a certain way. I have to act a certain way. So there's sort of, you know, so I was thinking, you know, what are hobbies and things I mean right that's what you're that's what you're asking me what? yeah because so many of us have not been in our normal routines no. over the last few months and so a lot of people have picked up hobbies that they left by the wayside years yep. and years ago yep. um, and they found ways to be creative yeah some of us just sit on the couch and watch Netflix but some of us are yeah. being creative yeah. And I was just curious about how um, creativity and art mm -hmm. and um, making something from nothing can heal us and keep us from going insane. Right, right. Uh, everybody's making sourdough bread. Yep. We've, even, we've made some. Have you? Yes, have you? I have. Yeah. I have some sourdough pizza uh, dough in Starter. my refrigerator right now. Uh -huh. And uh, tonight for dinner, I'm going to go home and make some individual pizzas. Nice. Yeah. And I have a friend who uh, started making sourdough bread um, bags. And so... You mean bags? Well, like, um, it's... Sourdough is best kept in a cloth bag okay. instead of paper or plastic oh, or anything okay. like that. Okay. So she has made some bread bags. Oh, cool. That have little drawstrings and stuff. That's so you creative. Could, and they say something like, you know, the bread of life or, um, you know, yeah, they yeah. have some sort of saying on the yeah, front yeah. of them. And so she's made these and has put them on her Etsy store. And there's one that's for baguettes and one oh. that's for rounds, and it's so clever what she has done, because she's like, okay, y'all, you're making bread, I'm gonna give you some bags to put them in. That's so great, I love right? that, I love that. Well, I have a girlfriend who is doing um, a cooking blog, and I get this email, and she's been doing it for like 142 days, and it's just amazing, like every, every single day. Every single day, she's posting a, she writes something. A lot of times she'll post a song. She'll, she'll go on YouTube and find some cool song that she loves and post that and put something inspirational and post pictures of all the food she's cooking. And 
I mean, how cool is that? So what does she cook? What kinds of things does she All cook? All kinds of stuff. Really? Lots of baking. Okay. There's lots of baking, but she's done other, you know, more savory kinds of things too. But, um, yeah. How fun. Really fun. I can't say that I have done a lot of cooking, but John has done, that's my husband. Okay. He, he, he's, he's done uh, a little more cooking than me. Yeah, I've I've actually had a really good time uh, cooking, and in the beginning especially, I felt this need to not throw anything away. Yeah, we yes. Well, you made some kind of bacon out of banana peels. <laughs> I made banana peel bacon, and I made broccoli spear fries. Was that, was that really good? I actually really liked it. I really liked it. It was crispy, and so I made a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. And it was... It you was, could chew it? Yes. And it was... <laughs> it was actually very crispy, and... Um, and it was really good. Wow. It was really, it was really good. I mean, it, it wasn't bacon. No. You know. Nothing is bacon except for bacon. Yeah. But it was, um, it was good. And it added that extra bacony texture. Uh -huh. And that little smoky flavor. And I enjoyed it a okay. lot. You're going to have to treat me to that sometime <laughs> and make me some. Just because I can't even, I'm like looking at it, showing it to John, like, Liz made banana peel bacon. <laughs> and he's looking at it going, wow. <laughs> that just sounds disgusting. <laughs> it's actually not disgusting at all. And so I did. I felt this this uh, creative surge to to use up everything and yeah. to not put anything in the trash. Yeah, we, we've had that for sure, that, mm -hmm. you know, feeling of like, oh, you know. I mean, I don't know. I, we're usually pretty good about not throwing food away, but... Like, things like avocados and stuff tend to go bad because I'll buy them and think we're going to make them. And, you know, but, like, all the avocados is like, oh, you got to make guacamole. I don't want to throw away my avocados. <laughs> oh, you, avocado you know? smoothies are amazing. Oh, I have not made that. Yes. So an avocado shake, all you need is a little bit of milk and a little bit of sweetener, which it mm -hmm. could be, you know, an artificial sweetener. It could be honey um, and some good. ice cubes and just make a, a lovely avocado shake. Yeah, even, even if you throw in a banana or half mm -hmm. an apple, then it's really That's delightful. Nice. That's Avocados are so good for you, too. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to waste your avocados. <laughs> they're, they're too expensive. So. so what keeps you from being creative, and what is creativity? That's a really, really good question. Well, I was thinking, you know, you had first asked me, what am I doing? And because I have such a creative kind of job... You know, I mean, music is my creative outlet, but I have other things that I like to do. So, but what is creativity? I mean, we all are creative, but I think what happens is when we're kids, well, first of all, I don't think creativity is necessarily supported in the way education works in our country right. you know I mean there's not a lot of arts in the school anymore and some mm -hmm. of the more progressive thinking schools and principals that run those schools will have more programming and stuff for arts and more room but as you well know the teachers don't have time mm -hmm. anymore to do creative things and so I think when we're kids 
kids are so creative just the way we come out of the womb we're we're creative creatures and Mm -hmm. that gets i think squelched somehow you know but not of anyone's fault just our system but then i think what happens too is and i've seen this in, in terms of music i've seen it hundreds of times where somebody comes into my studio and they're maybe in their 40s. It's usually someone who's at least 40. Mm-hmm. And occasionally it's been a younger person, but typically not. And they come in and, you know, as the my first you know appointment as a voice teacher, I like to get to know the person. And so, you know, why are you here? And boom, they're in tears. Oh, gosh. Because somebody or some teacher or some aunt or uncle or some husband, somebody said, shh, don't sing. And and shush them. Yeah. You know, you're not very good. Or the teacher said, you, know, you better go join the band <laughs> because you can't sing or whatever. Right. And that fast, it's it has squelched somebody's creative desire to make music. Mm. And so then, you know, I have spent a lot of hours helping people sift through all that stuff Mm -hmm. to kind of get to a place where, you know, they're not believing that lie anymore because I'm telling you, out of all the people who have ever come through, there's maybe been one or two that have had that kind of experience that truly weren't going to be, you know, weren't going to be able to sing in tune right 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 you, you know and and so but by and large that is not the case right so i mean and i'm sure that that could happen with anything it could probably happen to an artist or a or an actor or mm-hmm. in any kind of art form someone has to just say one thing mm-hmm. and i think the way we're put together we latch on to those n- negative things instead of the positive ones Right, right. And it, it squelches it. So what's been interesting during this COVID time is more and more people that I know and, you know, I've been coming in contact and making connections with old friends that I haven't talked to in a long time. And almost every single person is doing something creative. They're getting out their beads and they're making jewelry again and they're mm-hmm. doing that and they're... Um, they're painting or they're getting their guitar out because they have time. That's so I think time awesome. squelches our creativity or feeling like you don't have enough or feeling so rushed or I don't know. What do you think? Well, I have worked with kids in the arts, you know, for years and years and years um, and watching them be very little and you know not be afraid to do things and then just two or three years later so I'll work with kindergartners and they'll have them come up and act out the story of the gingerbread man Mm -hmm. or I'll put on a cape and say you know what are you and they'll say I'm Superman you know and um, I'll say well go fly around the room show me how you can fly around the room and of course if they're in kindergarten they look at the teacher because (laughs) the teacher has told them they better not run in the classroom and so they get permission from the teacher to go ahead and fly around the room and just to watch them be so 
um, excited yeah. and to be so free and so willing to kind of make a fool of yourself mm-hmm. in front of your peers. Um, and then have all those peers, of course, cheer them on. Right. And um, applaud for them when they come back from their flight around the yeah. room. Yeah. Um, and then just two years later, you yeah. know, I can go in a class of second graders and they sit there or they'll tell me no, or they'll say no. I'm not. I'm not going to get up and dance. I. I can't dance. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I have to remind them that every time you walk, you're you're actually dancing. When you brush your teeth, you're dancing. Yeah. When you brush your hair, you're dancing. Every time you put on your clothes, you're dancing. The only difference between a dancer and a non-dancer is. Kind of music, yeah, you yeah, know. And some kind of rhythm, some kind of yeah. But you can even brush your teeth to a rhythm, to a rhythm, <laughs> exactly. And so you add music to it, you you add rhythm to it, you add a tempo and a beat, and you have them clap, mm-hmm. and um, pretty soon they realize that hey, they can dance, yeah, um, they can draw, they can paint. I watch my three-year-old grandson who just he'll draw anything and he'll he'll draw on any surface and he'll use markers and chalk and yep. you know he'll use the sidewalk or a chalkboard or a, a piece of paper you know anything right. to draw something right. and um you know of course i think he's very very good well, of course he is he's a genius <laughs> He's a Picasso. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the thing is, is that what you see is that he's just not afraid to take that instrument and hold it in his hand and uh, make a picture. Yeah. And then tell you about it. Right. He'll he'll tell me stories about what this character is doing. He draws a lot of dinosaurs and he draws a lot of monsters and he'll tell me, you know, who they are and where they are and and where they're going. Yeah. Yeah. And those I think are just so important to not lose our creativity, especially during times like this. Right. And I don't know I mean, I don't know where that happens in in um, child development, but I know there's a, a place when a kid gets to be maybe between six and eight years old, where all of a sudden the they become self-conscious, mm-hmm. you you know, and and mm-hmm. so they become aware that oh, I'm a self and I'm separate from whatever, and other people can look in at me and see me and and I guess judgment comes in right. you know and I don't exactly know because I'm not a child psychologist <laughs> you know but there is a there is a point in normal child brain development where that does occur but what happens when it's slammed down I mean as parents I know I tried so hard to not do that to my kids mm-hmm. you know I don't necessarily think I did, but, you know, you just, I don't know. Well, you're not perfect, so I'm <laughs> no. sure that you made a number of mistakes along the right. way, but as I mean, it, did yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, there are certain things that I was really conscious of, you know, and I want my kids to be, be expressive and not feel like they, 
Well, and, and like you, like you were talking about with your students, you know, I, I think I've even talked about that already on the podcast, but I, I, you know, had an experience where I was told I couldn't sing. And it really, really crushed me yeah. because I loved performing. I loved, you know, See, being the, out there. The so. thing, when I think about that, Liz, I've heard you sing mm -hmm. and you can sing and you can sing well. So then in my mind, I think... You know, if you were one of my students and I put you into that category of all these other women and then the minute they open their mouth, they can sing. I mean, like, what what was the person who said that thinking? Were they just being outright mean? Did you have a phlegm in your throat and you <laughs> sounded bad for 30 seconds? Well, I, mean, I, I what, you, know, it, you know how the voice is a muscle that develops yes, over time. And so it could be that I was just undeveloped at the time. I was a child. I was, you know, not as as good as I would become later. Um, you know, I've learned how to read music and I play the piano. And so I have exercised that muscle a little right. bit more. And so it could be that it was just an, a flabby muscle that... Uh, they didn't think whatever would ever go anywhere. Why would they say it? Yeah, I always I think know. about that. Like, what was in the person's mind that they would say something like that? Right. You know, it's right. one thing if you, you're going to go into an audition and you don't get the part and, you know, you weren't as good as somebody else or whatever. You know, it, it, along the way, I have worked with a lot of kids in theater and one of the things that we like to do as directors and teachers is we like to find a person's strength and build on those strengths um you know so much of the time teachers um, they think that they're doing the right thing by focusing on somebody's weakness mm -hmm. but studies will actually show that if you focus on a person's strengths right and help build the strengths, the weaknesses will come along. Right. Now, if all you do is focus on weaknesses, they might get a little better in those areas, but the strengths don't get any better. Right. They just kind of stay stagnant. Right. So you're really better off by focusing on a person's strength. That makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, it really does. And I remember, I remember working with a particular student one time who, um, struggled with keeping on pitch and um, but he was funny and he could communicate with the audience mm -hmm. and he wanted to sing he wanted wanted to sing right. but we couldn't put him in a situation where he would fail right we put him in a situation where he would succeed right so we gave him these parts that disappointed him because he wanted to be the singer but they actually benefited him in the long run because he was allowed to succeed right. and to be incredibly um, funny and well-received. I mean, I think I watched you do that in this theater right over here. Right. With kids when they come in for an audition and you're able to kind of see those things in kids you have that you have that ability I think and so and I remember with that particular kid he went on as an adult to be a singer 
um, you know, and an actor. Mm-hmm. But he went on because he, his voice eventually caught up, right. you know, and he learned how to, you know, compensate and how to how to get better. He right. he learned how to get better, and I do really love to find out what a kid's strength is. I know that when we did a show a couple of years ago, we had a kid that you remember that um, was very, very quiet. Very quiet. Very quiet. It was really difficult to pull something from him. But as the process went on, we watched him Blossom, blossom, Literally. and become honestly something that we would never on day one have believed. Ever. Mm-mm. Never. <laughs> and he actually was really, really good. Really good. And mm-hmm. once he got on that stage and the audience was there, a voice came out of him that I'm not even sure we heard in any of the rehearsals up, so. up till that performance. And, you know, today he's he's continued on to take voice lessons. He came back to take voice lessons mm-hmm. after that show. Mm-hmm. He now is playing an instrument with you. I yep. know he's very um, involved with taking more lessons. Um, so he found, he found his voice. He yep. found his, um, you know, his abilities. Right. And not because anyone told him anything negative. <laughs> Well, and not necessarily because anybody pushed him to do something that he wasn't any good at. You know, that's the other thing about kids is that so much of the time we like to raise them up to be little versions of ourselves. Or what we wish we would have been. (laughs) Or what we wish we would have been. Um, Stage parents are the best. Um, Yeah, yeah, know, And we can all be stage parents, those of us who raise... um, performers, those of us who raise um, sports kids, those Mm -hmm. of us who raise CEOs, we can push them to accomplish things that we wanted to accomplish, but might not, in fact, be in their wheelhouse or in their dreams. Well, it makes me think of my own daughter Mm -hmm. who, um, when she was mm, five or six years old, um, one day we were driving and I was singing to something that came on the radio, and this is the honest-to-God truth. That child popped out from the back of the seat a harmony Oh wow! with something that I was singing. And I, I did. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, and I knew there was another time when she was even littler when, when Little Mermaid was popular, and I hear this... Ah, ah, little voice coming out of this little five-year-old kid. and So I knew she could sing, but she was so, so shy. Yeah. Just so shy. So I never forced her, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but I did when she was like in junior high, I did bribe her (laughs) with money to go and audition for uh, a production here of Les Mis. Oh, did she? And so that kind of gave her a little bug. Yeah. You know, but she still really didn't kind of blossom into her musical ability until later, you know. And now she's just this amazing little singer. Amazing. And she's a teacher. Mm -hmm. She teaches vocals. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, her... I knew her creativity was in there, but she, she was not ready 
to just be, you know, when she was little. She just wasn't that kid who was going to be, she was more shy. And so I had to kick her in the butt a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes we do have to do Mm -hmm. that. So one thing that we are told by a lot of, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists, counselors, is to keep a journal. Mm-hmm. write down your your thoughts and feelings and yep. you know that kind of thing and a lot of us really don't like to keep journals or we're we, we feel stuck when it's time or to we're do afraid that. to write in them what we would really want to write because what if we die <laughs> and then that journal <laughs> is right there right. so there's other ways though to kind of express yourself and to work through some of those things and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be writing in a journal. No. So what are some of the other things that we can do to kind of get out, you know, our... That creative... Well, or even our emotions, Mm -hmm. our struggles. How can we get that out? Well, I actually think even just talking to a girlfriend over coffee or, you know, a boyfriend or, you know, a friend. Right, right. um, and, And finding people in your life that you can trust to just sit down and have a, a conversation and talk about whatever. I think we all kind of have um, one or two people, hopefully, that you you know that you could just say anything to. And especially during this time, mm-hmm. it's so frustrating and so isolating for so many people, you know, to just have, to be able to have a Zoom. Right. You know, I have a girlfriend tonight that she lives in um, up near Seattle. And we're going to have a Zoom you know, Zoom date. Wine date. A wine Zoom date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, because she's she just recently lost her husband. Okay. And so she's kind of isolated up there. And um, so I think just being able to talk. Right. Um, you know, I mean, as silly as this sounds, I the other night, uh, my husband wasn't home. And we both love music, but I love different music than he Mm-hmm. likes mm-hmm. and it seems like and it's this is not his fault or anyone's fault it just kind of is what it is in a way that we tend to listen when we're home to the music that he likes right he's in he just puts on the radio or whatever mm-hmm. he wants and I just am usually busy so I don't really care mm-hmm. right. but every now and then when he's gone I'll go oh, I can listen to my music and I can <laughs> turn it up <laughs> you know and I found myself just like in my living room dancing and listening to music that I like. Right. And it felt so freeing just to listen to music. That's awesome. You know, usually it's pretty uplifting, but sometimes you have to you have to think about it like, okay, I'm just going to go, I'm going to find the music, even though right now I don't even really feel like it. Mm-hmm. But the minute that music comes on, oh yeah, I love this music. I want to dance now. You know, and it kind of can lift your spirits. I don't know. And for me, I like to I like to work in the yard. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like to mow the lawn. Mm-hmm. And I've planted uh, several uh, succulents in the last couple of months. And I love to watch things grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time I was putting out some winter grass seed, um, you know, about November, October, November. and Because I do like to have grass even in the wintertime. Yeah. And I remember my next door neighbor said, Liz, why would you do that? 
the, the best thing about having a yard is not having to mow it in the winter right. time. Right, and you're like, ah, I want it to be pretty. Well, and not only that, but I like to see growth. Mm -hmm. Even when there's um, darkness yep. and, you know, rain and clouds, I like to know that even in those times, things are still growing. That's, that's and really so for cool. me, it's a, it's a, it's a picture of life. Mm -hmm. That's and very cool. Yeah. I don't like to see all that death all around me. You know, that dead, right, uh, not Bermuda grass, yeah, dead I just, Bermuda yeah, grass. I just don't like to see things not moving forward. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I like to do projects. I like to paint things. I mm -hmm. like to tile things. I like to... Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm always needing some kind of a project. I'm like you. I, I like to get my hands dirty. I like right. to I like to do physical work, whether it's outside sweeping or just moving. Right. You you know, feels like you're just sort of in nature somehow. And so, if we have an idea inside of us that we want to create something, whether it's um, a song or mm -hmm. a poem or art, or um, a dance, or even write a script, mm -hmm. um, maybe paint nails, or learn to paint nails, or learn to do makeup. I mean, any of those kinds of things. Um, you could what, sew. Or sew, yeah, absolutely. What stops you sometimes from doing those things? What I, stops you? I think for me, it's thinking that I'm not gonna, it's just gonna be too hard. <laughs> okay. It's going to be okay. too hard for me to learn how to do that. And why, I mean, for me, it's like, oh, I'm not smart enough to do that. I'm not going to be smart enough to learn how to do that. Or I'm not going to, I don't know. There, It's a self-esteem thing, I think, for me sometimes. But oftentimes, too, for me, it's I'm just too tired or what's the point? No, you know, I'm just doing that for me. No one's going to care. Well, that's the biggest thing for me. That kind of stuff. Is um, who wants this? Yeah. Who, what am I doing this for? Yeah. Um, you know, I nobody's going to want to see this painting. Nobody's going to want to see this. Right. Um, and so we just stop ourselves from creating yeah. that. There's a, there, that's, a, that's a hard one to, to get through because really we shouldn't care. We should be doing it for us. And so I think because of, again, sort of the way our world is, we're so focused on what everybody else is going to think. What if I just want to do it because I want to do it? Because I like it. And what if I made a painting that I was the only person that liked it? Mm -hmm. Would that be enough? enough? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the answer should be yes. Right. But I don't think it often is for us. Well, and I also think that there's another way to look at it, too, and that is that if this desire has been put inside of you, if the divine uh, has put this wish inside of you to create something, mm -hmm. chances are pretty good that someone else will like it. it. Will like it. Yeah. And yeah. will learn from it or grow from it or appreciate it. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I, I'm reminded of... Um, I read a book by Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, mm -hmm. and she had a, I want to say that the book is called, like, Big Magic, and there was a line in the book about... Somebody will let us know that we got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or right. Yeah. Somebody will I, let I us think, know. I think it's, it's something magic. Okay, okay. So, um, but there's a, she talks about ideas 
and how she believes that they kind of float around and they find you. The idea will find you. And if you don't do something with it, then that idea will go away and it will find someone else. Oh, wow. So I have I've heard so many stories and she gives a really amazing story in her book about that exact thing, but you know, like I'll think I'm going to make a uh, I'm going to make something and you dream of something and you know it doesn't exist and then 6 months later someone else has made it. Right. Right. Or or you know, some idea that you get and then you know, you find that oh, in a year, someone and wait a minute, I thought about doing that, but I didn't act on it, so it went away and it found that person and that, <laughs> that person acted on it. Wow. So I think creativity too can almost I mean, talk about the divine, I mean it can just come in kind of these these I don't know what you would call them, little sparks of imagination and ideas and either we can grab onto them or not. I mean, I have in my phone, I won't play any of them for you, <laughs> but you know, so many weird little song ideas, they'll come in and so I'll sing it in there and you know, half of them I'll never do anything with, but in the moment they seem really good and then I, I don't know why I don't, you know, spend the time to, to expound on that idea because right. it might be something really great, or maybe not, or I don't know. I love the idea of the fact that things are coming into uh, floating around. They're trying to find And people. they're just trying to find somebody to who will make it come to fruition. Yeah, yeah. they're like alive little entities that, oh, I I, I, you that. know. It's really a good uh, book. I love it. It's that. a very, very good book on, you know, kind of being spontaneous and, you know, being able to listen so, you know, if you wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm going to paint today. Right. Do it. Right. Go do it. Exactly. Uh -huh. So I have watched, speaking of painting, I have watched my mother-in-law, who's extremely talented and creative and artistic, and she's worked very, very hard her whole life. Very hard her whole life. Um, she was a club singer, you know, when my husband was a, was a really? baby. Yeah. She sang in clubs and played guitar. Sweet. Absolutely. And my husband would, you know, be the little guy that was like, you know, backstage falling asleep or whatever. Um, while she would play in clubs. Um, she also has, um, she's always painted, she's always sewn, she's always, she's always mm -hmm. done just, she's had her foot in just a lot of things. Yeah. Um, she's played guitar and um, so in the last few years I have watched her just become determined to be better at something to be better you know mm -hmm. and it's just been so fun to watch because she's 78 years old yeah so last year let's see what month are we in again um yeah i know <laughs> let's see it 10 years ago no no yeah. no actually yeah. just in um just a few months ago actually her very first solo cd was released 
I want to hear. It's so cool. Is it original songs? No, she did um, like, you know, King of the Road kind of songs. You know, some some super bluesy sort of classics. I totally want to hear that. And so she did that. And what was fun about it was that her two sons both played drums on it. So they they split the duties about 50-50. Her grandson, my son, played bass on... Um, half the album at least and then there was another bass player and some local musicians um, just gave of their time playing guitar and uh, and so she hasn't done this for anybody but herself and her immediate family Mm -hmm. but she has this CD out at 78 years old. It's so cool. Yeah, her niece did the artwork for the cover. That is so cool. Um, and, and then she decided she wanted to just get really good at painting. So one of the great things about our modern ways that we watch television is that, you know, back in the day you could watch Bob Ross on yeah. PBS yeah. and he could paint those happy little trees and little squirrels. <laughs> but now, you know, you can pause, mm-hmm. you can go onto YouTube or you can go onto whatever and you can pause the right. lesson right. so you can literally paint along with them in right. a way that it wasn't so easy to do right. unless you taped the shows onto beta or VHS or something. Um, And so she's become really, really good at that. That's so cool. And now she's got people who are contracting her to do paintings for them. Wow. And they're paying her a great deal of money. I mean, great deal. I think it's a great deal of money. Well, yeah. I mean, any amount. She's a professional painter. She's a professional (laughs) painter because she is getting paid to put um, these these pictures onto canvas. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of been incredible to watch. So if, if she can do that... That's right. I mean, honestly, there's no excuse for any of us. Mm-mm. Well, and I think everybody has some kind of desire that's bubbling around in their in their soul somewhere of, God, I would want to sing, or I would want to paint, or I want to write a book, or, you know. But but there are there are fears and things that hold us back. We're not going to be good enough. Who's going to want it? Who's going to like it? I mean, this sort of goes along with what we're talking about. You know, I mean, I knew when I was 19 that I could sing, you know, and Mm -hmm. and just given my history and how I grew up, I latched on to music pretty hard Mm -hmm. and and knew that, you know, I wanted to be a singer. And um, I the same time I kind of latched on to music is when I kind of had a God moment and became a Christian. And so those two things kind of merged together. Mm-hmm. And at the time in my life, I really thought that I was supposed to be a certain kind of a singer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I thought I was supposed to be this certain thing and the kind of music that I felt I'm not going to say that I was being railroaded into because I was part of that. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like other people were making me do it. But it was just the circumstances of the time and the different people that were popular and what was who was getting record deals and all this stuff. It was a certain kind of a thing. Right. And I, you know, kind of went along with it. Of course. And 
I didn't really think anything bad about it or anything like that. And um, and that's a whole other podcast mm-hmm. um, topic. But that whole situation and that whole part of my life fell apart. That music journey fell apart. And for several years, I didn't really sing a whole lot. And it wasn't because of anyone telling me you can't sing mm-hmm. or anything like that. But I sort of did have an identity crisis of, what kind of singer am I? Yeah, and if I'm not this, then how can I possibly be that? Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I mean, and I still will say to you, I'm sort of this chameleon. Like I could go sing in a pop band, I could go sing in a swing band, I could probably sing in a country band, and I mm-hmm. could, you know. But mm-hmm. who am I, as an artist? Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I really did. And I still yeah, find Debbie's voice. I still struggle with that honestly but in those few years where I didn't do that poppy thing that I was trying to be I found jazz and I and I found that my voice I felt like my voice opened up Mm. when I was singing this other kind of music and so I share that because I think sometimes people get locked in like okay well I want to be a painter and I want to do watercolor but try something else try a different medium try acrylics try maybe there's a different thing that you fall into that'll be easier maybe the construct in your mind of the kind of artist or creative person that you think you are maybe it's something else right maybe there's other things maybe maybe you're a um Maybe you're you're really good with clay. I mean, try other things. Mm-hmm. As a singer, try other styles. I mean, I always tell that to my students. You come in here with a thing. You want to do country music, but let's just for fun try this right. and see where your voice sits in that, you know? Right. And to, to be open to other ideas and other avenues of creative expression because you might find that you're an opera singer wow, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean I don't know yeah but I I really did have like a shift of oh I I I'm way more comfortable my voice flows out of me doing these other kinds of songs instead of this pop thing which I can do but it's not nearly as fun Right. And I don't feel nearly as free and connected to the music and the musicians around me. And there's just... And jazz isn't an easy style of music to sing. And so the fact that it's something that you feel so connected to is really special. It means that it's something that you're supposed to do. And I, I really did feel that way. And even though I don't necessarily even call myself a jazz singer, because I don't... I'm not like an Ella, and I don't feel comfortable like doing imp- improvising mm-hmm. and stuff, but I still feel much more comfortable in that kind of a genre than wow. I do in, in, a, in pop, which is what I was trying to do for a long time, wow. kind of this poppy thing. And anyway, blah, blah. But that yeah, I just really, good. I do feel that's like good. that's really important. I think that's the reason why adults get stuck is because they have an idea and so my challenge would be you know expand that and find some other way to be creative because there's probably something that is in there that you haven't discovered yet 
Wow. And it doesn't matter how old you are. It does not. It doesn't matter where you are in life. And you know, one thing that I know is that when I am having an opportunity to kind of express myself, whether it's through baking or through painting or through sewing, and I have that that outlet mm -hmm. that's just for me, especially theater, you know, acting. Whenever I'm in a show, I know that I'm a better wife mm -hmm. and a better mom and I'm a better friend because I am part of something that's bigger than me because I am in my space. Yeah, you know? and you're feeding your, and you're feeding your soul. Your soul. You're feeding mm -hmm. your soul. Yeah. And it's really important. And if any of you out there are parents and you're watching your kids do things that you're like, why are they doing yeah. that? Maybe they're breaking things. Maybe they're, mm -hmm. uh, they're into tagging and they're using spray paints. And you're like, no, they're yeah. going to go to jail. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. I promise you that there is a voice inside of them that is just begging to be heard yeah. and and uh, allow them to explore, yeah. allow them to, to become Renaissance men and women, you know? Mm -hmm. If they're into smashing things or breaking things, give them something to smash and break. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, if yeah. they're into <laughs> spray painting, give them something to, to spray paint. Give them something to um, ex experiment mm -hmm. on. Um, and if you don't want spray paint around your house, then find yeah. some acrylic paint or some watercolors or some chalk and yeah, give, give them, them an opportunity an, an to... Outlet an to, outlet. Yeah. I think my mom should meet your mom-in-law because my mom likes to paint too and she discovered that late in life too. I just that, thought that, that's that so cool. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, we're never too old. No. We're never too... We should never feel stuck. Nope. Get yourselves out of the box. Mm -hmm. um, and take this opportunity of time that you have right now during COVID. Right. And you have, believe, you have some time. Yeah, and believe that mm -hmm. what has come into your heart and spirit is not only for you, but it's it's probably for somebody else exactly. as well. So share it. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid. And if you are afraid, that's okay. That yeah. just means that you're human. If you're afraid, call us. Yeah. <laughs> Email us. <laughs> Write poetry. <laughs> paint a picture. Um, paint tennis shoes. Oh, my oh I've done that before. I know. I used to cover, I used to buy old shoes and cover them with fabric to match the skirt that I made. Oh, I love and it. And honestly, I... It, I had so much fun. I would make earrings out of fabric and oh, just do something to share with the world. Yeah, uh, whatever news. that is, just do something because the world the world wants it. And the world needs you. Needs you. Mm -hmm. Needs you. We are essential. Yes, we are. Every one of us. We're all essential. essential workers. Absolutely. <laughs> so, hey, have a great day. Yeah, you too, Liz. Yeah. Take care. <laughs>